Hey Food Buffs, I'm your host, Lillian Yang. And I'm your host, Fakri Shafai, and you are listening to Food Nonfiction. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Okay, so, change of plans. Yeah. We're going to head to the grocery store and pick up some stuff for s'mores. Okay. How are you? Good, how are you? Making some s'mores? Yes, we are. Are you a fan of s'mores? I am a huge fan of s'mores. I'll be 14.30. Most of the time, I just do one chocolate and one marshmallow and just like a full-size graham cracker. Yeah. Marshmallows, as we know it today, are a type of candy. They're basically just sugar coated with cornstarch so that it's less sticky to hold and it maintains its shape. HowStuffWorks.com has a recipe for marshmallows, and it really shows how few ingredients there are in one of my favorite summertime treats. Go to our show notes for the link, but I'll list the ingredients here. We've got cornstarch, confectioner's sugar, gelatin, water, granulated sugar, light corn syrup, salt, and vanilla extract. So it sounds like it's just a bunch of different kinds of sugar. So marshmallows are basically just pillows of sugar Going nowadays. Over that over and over. Yeah, just straight sugar. Uh, but they used to be made of another ingredient which had medicinal properties. Marshmallows used to be made with marshmallow plants. The marshmallow plant has dainty cream-colored flowers and it looks quite ordinary, so you should go take a look. Marshmallow plants grow very well in wet soil and are native to both Europe and Western Asia. The extract that you get from the plant's roots and leaves is really just a mucus-like substance. People used to ingest this mucusy sap to coat and soothe sore throats. I could really use some of that. Yeah, poor Lillian's been sick for a while. Yeah. The use of marshmallow plant juices as a way to treat sore throats goes way back to ancient Egyptian doctors. They mixed the marshmallow plant sap with ingredients like honey, nuts, and sugar. Only gods and royals were allowed to eat it. How did they decide who was a god? Just, I thought anybody who was royal was a god to the ancient Egyptians. I think so. So the royals slash gods? <laughs> Royal gods. <laughs> Famous Greek physicians Hippocrates and Dioscorides both knew of the soothing properties of marshmallow sap. Hippocrates suggested it should be used to treat wounds, and Dioscorides prescribed it in a mixture for toothaches. So that Hippocrates is the same Hippocrates that we cite when we say the Hippocratic Oath that doctors take in order to say that they will first do no harm. I find it rather appropriate that somebody saying they will do no harm is giving you marshmallows. <laughs> the good kind, though. Yeah. The good kind. During the Renaissance, in both the 15th and 16th century, marshmallow sap was used mostly to calm inflammations and soothe sore throats. The beginnings of the modern-day marshmallow can be traced back to France. In the 1800s, the medicinal marshmallow started to cross over and become more of a candy. Smithsonian.com describes it as a, quote, cross between a medicinal lozenge and bonbon, end quote. In the mid-1800s, French candy makers were mixing marshmallow sap with egg whites, corn syrup, and water. They would whip these ingredients up so that the mixture was super fluffy. Then they'd use cornstarch to coat it and mold the marshmallow into their proper shapes with, in little molds. 
In the mid-1800s, marshmallows were still being made by hand, but a method of mass marshmallow production was invented in the late 1800s. It was called the starch mogul system. This is how it worked. There was a machine that would fill trays with starch, and then that starch was pressed into the shape of a marshmallow mold. These starch molds were then filled with the heated marshmallow mixture. Around this time, marshmallow makers stopped using marshmallow root in the candy. They used gelatin instead. Gelatin was a binding agent that gave marshmallows a more stable form. And that's why today's marshmallows have no medicinal properties whatsoever. There's no marshmallow plant in them. A century after the starch mogul system was invented, Alex Dumac, who was a French marshmallow maker, created the extrusion process in the mid-1900s, and it became even faster and cheaper to make marshmallows. So this extrusion process involves piping marshmallow mixtures through these tubes and then cutting them into equally sized pieces. It makes a lot more sense than putting them into mold that's so much faster. The 1900s was a good time for the marshmallow world. Not only was the extrusion process created, but so were s'mores. Okay, so we should be clear from here. No one really knows exactly when s'mores were invented, but we do know that the first printed recipe for s'mores was in the 1927 Girl Scout handbook titled Tramping and Trailing with the Girl Scouts. In the guide, chapter 7, page 71, there's a recipe for eight sticks of s'mores. In the handbook, they are called some mores, and it is believed that eventually that was slurred into the term s'mores. 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 you always want more. Okay, let's read a little bit from that handbook because it's pretty awesome. I'm going to pull it up. Okay. So this is the page with the actual recipe on it. It's at the very top. In the handbook, it says, Toast two marshmallows over the coals to a crisp, gooey state and then put them inside a graham cracker and chocolate bar sandwich. The heat of the marshmallow between the halves of chocolate bar will melt the chocolate a bit, though it tastes like some more. One is really enough. What does that even mean? The sentence isn't that well put together, but I think they're trying to tell the kids not to eat more than one. I think they meant... Though it tastes like you would want some more, but it's still a weird sentence. Though it yeah. tastes like some more. We'll, we'll chalk it up to it being from 1927. All right, food buffs, we hope you enjoyed this. Should we should we talk about like our first camping experiences and why we both really like s'mores? So, I vividly remember all of my. Uh, s'mores experiences. I, I vividly remember most first sugar experiences with with first cheesecake. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. First chocolate bar. First ice cream. Um, Every Halloween. Pretty much. <laughs> um, so I remember camping on the coast of California. There's this area where you can camp basically on the beach, but you're a little further inland where the river meets the ocean. And I remember my family, all five of us, huddling around this campfire and um, my parents pulling out hot dogs, which we roasted first. Oh, yeah. And then we roasted marshmallows and made s'mores. And my mom got mad at me for eating more chocolate with each of my <laughs> s'mores than everybody else. 
Thank you for listening this week, Food Buffs. We hope you enjoyed learning about one of my favorite desserts, s'mores. Just one of Factory's favorites, because desserts are Factory's favorite, period. Period, yes. (laughs) All right, have a great week, Food Buffs. Thanks for listening in, and we'll talk to you next week.